If you're a leader, you have to be a role model to others. There's no other choice. This is Humaira Tasneem and welcome to Chapters of My Life podcast. So what is actually Chapters of My Life podcast? First of all, I want you to imagine your past life right now in front of you. Well, where should I start? Well, imagine you need to write your life story in form of a book already. It's a challenge itself. And honestly speaking, I barely have never thought about this. Because we always think we have to be old, 70, 80, 9 years old, to look back and to be able to write a biography. But in fact, we have so many experiences ready to share already with others. Achievements, failures to learn from, positive and negative life transitions, which in the end lead to the person we are today. This Chapters of My Life podcast is an inspiring collection of life transitions packed into a podcast audiobook format, capturing the willpower and belief of people doing important life-changing decisions. And we interview innovators, athletes, entrepreneurs and idealists, giving insight into their past life from a young age till today. Are interviewed by me, Daniel Ludwig, and by Daniel Ludwig. Great to have Humaira Tasneem, captain of the UE women's cricket team, in this podcast. She once said, because if you don't take calculative risk as a captain, then you are not doing it right. As a young cricket captain, she increasingly encourages young women from different nationalities to participate in this sport. She's one of those very young captains of a sport where it's hard to get respect and to attract new female team members, especially in this male-dominated sport. Her life book called Polydextrous, a word which describes the skill set to draw with both hands. It contains three chapters. It's a synonym for her life to balance multiple challenges. In the life book, she shares what it takes to rise above the difficulties as a young captain and how to lead as a role model. Its next goal for the team, the World Cup, and how to continue working on her designer and illustrator skill sets. Enjoy. Just never forget, never give up, always look up. Here we go. So here we are. Thank you so much for taking the time, Mira. No problem. Thank you for calling me here. Thank you. Um, so basically... The reason why actually I reached out to you was a couple of weeks ago. Um, someone, um, Malvika, you, you know her from Radio 1016 yeah. in Dubai, recommended uh, you to be part of this podcast. Uh, she said, you've got to speak with her. She is the UAE cricket team captain and you've got to speak with her. I, after I researched about you, I saw that you have... Actually, the, the newspapers were read online as well. You, you have certain skills, which empowers actually young people as well. And when I digged a little bit deeper in the research, I realized you're also like, also an artist. Yeah. So you are like a sports person. We're going to talk a little bit more in detail, mm -hmm. but also you're an artist. So on what side would you say you tend more? Are you more a sports person or are you more an artist? Oh, that's there, a tricky is question. Is another, <laughs> another part of it? I think it's like really 50-50 because they go hand in hand. I, if I stopped playing sports, I would be really upset. But if I stopped drawing, I would be upset too. So I need them both in my life. So, yeah. yeah it's a balance. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. They have to go hand in hand. Yeah. I saw on, recently on, on Instagram, you, you have this videos where you paint with two hands yeah. simultaneously. Yeah. I was wondering, have you ever painted your team? 
cricket team. I actually Did you combine have, both? Yeah. yeah, you did? Yeah, I have. So whenever we go on tournaments, yeah. um, I just, when we have rest days, I kind of just sketch my teammates. Like we're sitting at the swimming pool, I'm sketching them. So I've sketched a lot of them and you can see them on my Instagram. They're all over the place. Yeah. Really? So you, you're drawing it by yourself? Yeah. Everything? Yeah. Not with two hands, sometimes with one. Yeah. But sometimes with two, it's, just, it's my mood. Like sometimes I want to do with one hand, sometimes with two hands. So, yeah. so do you need to have the picture in front of you or the team? Or can you also draw by memory? No, I, I draw like from observation. So oh, okay. I want, I, it's, it's better if they're in front of me so then I can kind of enjoy the moment and remember like, you know, when I'm scrolling through my book and the drawing is there and I'm kind of like, oh, this is when I was sitting on the swimming pool and I was yeah. drawing her and we were having so much fun. So that's the point of ob observational drawing. Ah. And that's what I like. And um, this art, um, I just asked you like about this 50-50, you know, are you more mm -hmm. sport? Do you put this um, throughout the day, like art, drawing, or is it like part of the daily life? Or is it more kind of, you definitely need it every weekend? Is it something for drawing? Is it something where you say, this has to be part of every day, like meditation mm -hmm. or something? Yeah. How is it? I think uh, I want it to be a part of every day. So, and as a designer, I'm a designer. So I do draw every day because I need to sketch ideas, whatever it is. But uh, I sketch, like I draw um, maybe uh, five times in a week, just random drawings. I see something like, you know, I'm seeing this mic, I'll just start drawing it. And it'll be there like in, like a memory. I'll, uh, when I look at it later, I'll think that, oh, I was here with Daniel and we ha I had my first ever podcast. So I think, yeah, that's the whole point of it. So you t actually draw the, the moments. Exactly. Instead of taking pictures. Yeah. So it's not about like daily, weekend or whatever. It's just like that moment. I want to draw it. So I'm going to draw it. Nice. And you keep it at home in an archive or is it? Is oh, yeah. It I have like, I think, 30 sketchbooks now. So, wow. okay. you know, like uh, white paper books, yeah, yeah. sketchbooks. So I just like collected a lot and drew. Yeah. Nice. So as I mentioned before, I mean, when people Google your name, they find you as a sports person, mm -hmm. as a captain, cricket, a lot into cricket, um, artist. Now, when... Let's say we, we talk about, even if you're a young age, actually, mm -hmm. you know, you mentioned before the podcast, you said, you're so young. Yeah. How, yeah. how can I share something about my life? You exactly. Know? It says uh, <laughs> chapters of my life and I'm only 23. Like, what's my life? I so. did not even start the first chapter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, exactly. But I, you have, I think you have a lot to share as mm -hmm. well. I mean, we could talk about this um, uh, when you became captain and you're training in cricket. Yeah. But... Even in that young age now, you're 23. Yep, I'm now. So let's say you, let's say you write about your life book right now. Um, where would I find it in the library? Where would I find it in the sports section, in the art and entertainment section, I... in the youth section? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Where, where, where would I find it when if I want to find a life book about you? I think if it's if it's getting published like tomorrow, say and I'm 23 years old, it'll probably be in the youth section because I would be able to relate to them more than adults, perhaps. Because I think adults just have more um, experiences that they can share and they might not relate to because I'm just 23 years old. So the youth, you know, the millennials who I can relate with well might 
understand me better and that's who the the book might be liked by in order for others same age who can find yeah. you literally yeah. um and why not in the sports section or why I, not in the art i think um is it really just you want to reach out to the same <laughs> age group no of course okay. not yeah I, but it would not just be in the sports section because it won't be a sports book it won't be my, about my sports career yeah. it'll be about my sports career my art my art career my career in general my, maybe a little bit of my basketball career so you know all of these things i don't know if they specifically specifically go in the sports section but um if somebody you know from a sports background wants to read about you know just the sports chapters and they would want it to be placed in the sports section so i'm guessing that uh, it there would be a debate about this to yes. find out where it's going to go yes you mentioned once and i found it online you said i want more women to play the game here i encourage everyone to take up the game yeah so really empowering mm -hmm. girls women to actually play cricket or yeah. to go into sport exactly um where do you see currently the biggest challenges in this where you say you know mm -hmm. is it more kind of this stereotype that maybe in, in cricket that no one knows about cricket and it's more uh, mm -hmm. sport for men or is it what is the biggest challenge i think challenge? Uh, initially it was the fact that um girls just didn't play in general girls didn't play sports so when i started my career my cricket career girls didn't play sports so um our team team was like 16 girls we would come for practice and yeah. then 14 girls would be chosen and we just go for the tournaments yeah. but now recently like 4 5 years it's changed so in a in a way that you know it's helped um because you know we've been playing for so long the ua women's cricket team has been playing for so long but we still need a lot more girls because we need the competitions yeah so to answer your question um I think we have limitations in the way that you know we're not um contracted players or the women's cricket team is not known to a lot of people like I I bet you didn't know about our team unless like un Definitely not. you googled no. me yeah in fact actually I only went to one game cricket game in the, in London Oh right okay until the end of the game I did not even know what happened Yeah this is I think also like how cricket works yeah. not everyone okay. knows It's kind of like baseball where you It looks like baseball but it seems from outside different. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, actually yeah, it looks very It's similar. It's similar. I mean anyone any American because I went to AUS. Yeah. So if any American asked me I would say that it's similar to baseball where you kind of hit the ball. If okay. you catch it it's out. You could get run out by, you know, the base whatever that is. Yeah, so going back to the question um Yeah, we have limitations like um our game is not known, like cricket in the UAE is not top popular. It's a more of a nation game. So we're trying to increase that. We're trying to, you know, get it rec recognized more. And uh, even the fact that um you know, women are not given a lot of importance. That used to happen before, but it's changed and you know, like Emirates Cricket Board is doing so much for us now and mm -hmm. it's great. We recently went for the World Cup uh, qualifiers. It was an amazing experience for us, you know, to be playing for for like five, six years straight and going for that. It was incredible, yeah. Nice. So actually it's going to be a little bit later when I uh, something which I want to focus a little bit more how you like, in, empower your team. As a captain, I'm pretty sure you have a lot of like specific mm -hmm. ways to empower your team, or also to see, you know, how you communicate with mm -hmm. them. Um, but I'm just imagining when you were in the library and you're going into the youth section, 
picking the book. I'm wondering what I would see on the cover. So when I po take your book and I s look at it, because you have, you know, sports section, you have more artistic, you more, what would I see on the, on the, on the cover? Mm, that's interesting. Um, would I see literally a painted picture, what you did, or would I see you playing, or would I see your team, or what, what, what would I see? What is it who kind of summarizes yeah, your life so far, or what you believe in, maybe, also? Mm -hmm. what, no, what? I think it would be more of like, like if I can imagine it as an artist, it would be something like, my face but really abstracted so you can't actually see my face but and like maybe a couple of hands around and each hand is holding something so for instance one hand is holding like a bat the okay. other one is holding like a pen and another one is holding a basketball mm. so all of these things that kind of describe me because I guess you could say that I do a lot of things yeah, so yeah. Also a lot of things, uh, multitasking. Exactly. So, oh, interesting. you know, in a day, yeah. I play sports, I draw, I'm designing. Um, sometimes I play basketball, sometimes I play cricket. So all of these things, I mean, I think that should be the summary of the cover, yeah. saying that this is not just about sports, this is also about art. So here yeah. is one hand with a pen on it, one hand with a basketball yeah. on it, one hand with maybe stuff related to architecture. Yeah. So yeah, all of these things kind of make me who I am. So, yeah. What, because it, it sounds from the outside perspective like very fascinating that you are so, you know, you're very good in multitasking, you can do X, Y, Z. Um, what are the biggest challenges for you in this when you say, you know, you, you can do multiple things at the same time, mm -hmm. you, you art, sport, actually study as well at the mm -hmm. same time. What were for you the biggest challenges to deal with all the things at the same time? Is it to find yeah. time or is it more to, I don't know, to prioritize? Or mm -hmm. do you struggle personally to do while you're doing all this? I think, um, so if we go back, like when I was in college and school, it was, it was really hard for me to understand how to balance both things. You know, be good at cricket as well as like score really well in my exams or whatever it is. And it was important for me. Like I wanted to be the best at everything. Yeah. And, you know, like a perfectionist. Yeah. And uh, did it work in that? I mean, <laughs> I always set goals that are really high. Okay. So if I reach close to them, I'll be happy. So I like I was I was a good student. I think um, like you know scoring eighties, nineties, which I think is good, mm -hmm. especially when you're playing sports like cricket and basketball. There was even a time in college when I was playing cricket, basketball, and doing architecture. Mm -hmm. which you should understand that architecture is no joke. Like doing that course, you have to make models, you have to design, and there's no end to it. Mm -hmm. And I was playing cricket, um, I had to go for practices, and then I was playing basketball, so some days I had to play basketball. Mm -hmm. I felt like sometimes I would um, get really frustrated in a way that um, I would get late to practices. And as a captain, I really like dislike being late because I'm all about discipline. So if, uh, I always make sure that I'm going 10 minutes before practice and I'm reaching there. So if I get late and I'm driving or somebody's driving me, I'm just frustrated in the car. Is it because you want to show that you follow the discipline 
that you don't you yeah. want to be a role model for others yeah of so, course yeah. if you're a leader you have to be a role model to others there's no other choice but apart from that it's for my own satisfaction as well because i i put, like i have some principles some goals in my life that are like you know you have to be there on time because somebody's put that time there for you and mm. if you're not going to be there on time what's the point like be 10 minutes or 5 minutes earlier and if you're going to get late you'll be right on time so you value all this all that exactly time yeah yeah and uh, as a leader that kind of helps because yeah. then you know you're you're always 10 minutes early so um the other girls kind of look up to that and they come early but in the end as a sports person if you're not on time that's like number one rule if you're not on time then yeah. you really need to fix everything that's going on yeah. in your life interesting especially when you actually work in a team sport exactly you cannot start the game mm-hmm. with half the team yeah it more or less the punishment for the rest of the team when you know exactly. start interesting yeah um yeah so you probably i'm not, I, I'm not sure if you're reading a lot of books. Are you into books a lot? I mean, uh, I don't think I have time to read the books. No, okay. But yeah, I li- I read like a lot of articles yeah. online and things like that. Yeah. More. So, in every book, when you start opening it, um, you see usually a thank you mm-hmm. page. A thank you. I dedicate that book to X Y Z people close to to the author. Mm-hmm. When you look back. What who do you think most for what you have achieved so far? I mean for oh. sure my dad and my mom and you know my family in general because they've been so supportive. My dad especially have has is the reason that I I do all that I do because you know um from the beginning from day one he used to take me to practice at 5 a.m. in the morning because oh. I couldn't drive and um he's been really supportive in a way that you know as a kid i started my career really late like really early sorry so i started at like 14 and at that time um if you lose a match you're just going to be really upset because you're a child and you're like why did i lose a match mm-hmm. and you know my dad was always there and he was supportive and he was like it's okay next time you'll come back strong mm-hmm. giving me all these kind words and that really helped i think for me at that time it it was it kind of like give, gave me a boost so i wanted to become better and he took me to practice sessions yeah. and you know we would discuss cricket at home so the leadership vibe also came from him in a way mm-hmm. that he would tell me that you know this is how it works it's more or less a supporting system right exactly. because you mentioned that also i found it online that you said the most important aspect when you build on something is a supporting system yeah. which backs you up exactly even when you have a setup yeah. or something especially when you're having bad days yeah that's when they're there the most and you know if they're not there then you you never know you might have given up on cricket or you've you've just been sad for the rest of the time or whatever it is so supporting system like family and friends is so important yeah. for any person and right now let's say right now when there are bad days in, in cricket or you have who is your supporting system is is your team actually also supporting you or yeah in, in of a course. way to to or are you trying to not necessarily show that mhm um and more like get the support back from home i think is. um sometimes you can see it like if i'm having a bad day so my team will be really nice and they'll you know try to crack funny jokes make me laugh yeah. and and I, it actually helps you know yeah. sometimes when i'm having a bad day at college 
I would be so excited to go for cricket because that's where my frustration kind of comes out. Like I can hit this ball so hard right now and I go and do that. <laughs> so things like that. Yeah. So the teammates were always very supportive uh, when I had bad, bad days. So your team knows how to cheer you up. Of course, like we played for so long yeah. so you know we know each other so well. Yeah. And um, even like if I if I go back home my parents will help me, you know, kind of talk me into saying that it's okay next tomorrow is a new day or my brother will crack some funny jokes yeah. my sister will be there so yeah nice i think it's the team itself can be a supporting system of course at yeah. the end of the day yeah um because you went through the training for the preparation but also you experience the, this loss and the win together yeah exactly you're you're kind of like <coughs> in your worst times with them Yeah. which makes you your bond stronger yeah. because you're at times when um like you're really sweaty and you're hugging each other like that would if you if we met outside right now and I was really sweaty you wouldn't want to hug me yeah but on a cricket field when everybody's so you know like intense and uh, you know it's just about like having fun supporting each other mm. no matter what that's the kind of experience yeah. yes so You mentioned before that you know you're just 23 years old and mm -hmm. when you want to like split it the last years in, in chapters you might thought you might not have so many chapters to share <laughs> so when 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 I have the book in front of me and I open the first chapter so I see well let's see I see the first the table of content and I see the first chapter what would I read in the first chapter what would it be about Interesting. Um I think it would be about cricket, how okay. I started my career about uh, in cricket. So it would be in say when I was 14 years old and uh, me playing um in the gullies in um India because that's where I did my summer vacations with my brothers, me trying to get to bat and bowl. even though my brothers wouldn't let me so i had to like fight with them yeah. because it was always the boys and me one girl there playing with them so i would normally be the fielder who just catches the ball because yeah. uh, she can't play she can't bat or bowl but then eventually i kind of proved myself to them i guess and you know i was batting bowling so yeah. these experiences would probably be the first chapter so starting from age 14 yeah not so 14 let's say like 10 or 11 10. yeah so Age 10, you kind of started playing cricket. Exactly. At that time. At that time, when you started playing cricket, um, you, you grew up in... Uh, I was born in and brought up uh, here. But like English. for summer vacations and stuff, we would go to India. Yeah, so you I played think. also here in in, in yeah, yeah, on the yeah, ground. Yeah, for up. sure. So when I say the first chapter, um, you're starting immediately from age 10. Mm -hmm. Were you, if you remember it, were you also interested in sport or in art before age of 10? Were you, when you're like, as a child, were you always like painting the walls, coloring mm -hmm. the wallpaper, I don't know, uh, running around doing a lot of sports? Were you, do you, your parents memorize you? This yeah, well. you know, I, yeah, I think I was in a way that, because um, my brothers used to play a lot of sport. They used to play football and I would just join them because I didn't know what else to do. Yeah. And um, at that time, uh, my sister was very young, so it would just be my two brothers and me kind of playing and playing sports at home. And we would even play with the stress ball so that nothing breaks at home. You know, my mom doesn't yell at us. Yeah. 
so um yeah uh, i used to play a lot of sports i think with with my brothers yeah. not as like a professional thing like not going to clubs and practicing as such and in terms of art i think i was doing art yeah because i've seen my work yeah. it's pretty bad yeah. i've seen my work <laughs> when i was 10 years old cuz i would you know give greeting cards to yeah. my dad and my mom and uh, you know like a house and the sun and stars yeah so i mean i think everybody draws at the age of 10 but yeah. i don't think i knew that i had so much uh capability yeah so when you say the the first chapter would start at age of 10 that was your first touch point with cricket in a more kind of competitive familiar home environment do you remember any because you mentioned you were the only girl right who yeah. played that do you remember any situation which showed that you had to literally defend yourself in front of like a more male environment where you say you know you had to as a girl to stand up and to mm-hmm. it's me do you remember around that age do you remember specific situation that i remember that sunday or this saturday i i don't really remember as such but i i i can't remember like so many times where i would keep fighting to get to bat or bowl So when you say fighting like fighting with the boys because it's uh, normally yeah. when you're playing a game of like you know in the in the gullies as you call it in india um there are rules there are really like random rules but there are rules so things like um if you get out the next person who's um in line gets to bat so you just say your name shotgun and you bat so when you say bat bat yes with, like with Take uh, the cricket, cricket bat cricket, and yes, bat, yes, yes. and the ball is take the cricket ball and bowl. I see. Okay. And field is just you kind of stand there and wait, wait for the ball to come to you. Yes, so yes. That's yes. what I used to do. Okay. Because uh, I wasn't given importance. Yes. But I think eventually my brothers saw me kind of, you know, doing well while batting and bowling, yeah. so they gave me chances. But initially it was um, me fighting with them, like even I can bat, I'll show you how to bat, things like that. Oh, okay. So that's yeah. where I probably had to stand up for myself and be like, you know, even I can bat, I yeah. can bowl. Why don't you give give it to me and I'll show you what I got? Yeah. And in India, did you include also like um, kids from the neighborhood, or was it more just family work? Oh no, it was kids from the neighborhood. Yeah, so you know, everyone yeah. would kind of come together and play because at that time there was no social media or anything. Yeah, yeah. So you had to go out to play. Yeah. So yeah, like the, a lot of boys would come together, and I would be the only girl. playing with them. So how did they see you? So only I was it like yeah, let's give her a chance or was it more like great, think, let's, you know. I think it was more like um like they were friends with my brother so they couldn't say no to me. Okay. So and my brothers obviously like me so they they would say yeah, just come and play. Yeah. You can field and then we'll see how it goes. Okay. So I don't think they wanted me to play as such mm-hmm. but they were they were fine with it there was no problem or issues. So at that time where you kind of started and you had to you mentioned you had to defend yourself a little bit mm-hmm. and you had to fight. Um obviously you had to fight to prove that you can. Um did you started to or do you remember situations where you not just had to prove yourself but also had to encourage others to not give up in the game? Because mm-hmm. I'm just thinking about how loud right now as a ca- as a captain you have to empower others. Yeah. Did you have the feeling also at that time maybe teenage age to empower other y- children who play to say just try again, try again. Yeah. You have this ca- ca- captain 
capability. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I always yeah. had that. Like in a way that I wanted, I, I, I always wanted to be supportive of the people around me. So um, even when we were playing, I think I would always, even if it was a boy, I would tell them that it's okay to, you know, get out or whatever. Like if someone got out, it's obviously sad. And um, even like when I first got my captaincy, um, it was around, I think, 16 or 17. Yeah. So even then I was kind of told that, you know, um, you have the leadership skills and you're very supportive of whoever's around you. And that that's what makes you a good captain. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So when you say, you also said 16, age 16, 17. Mm-hmm. So when the chapter one starts de- directly from age 10. Mm-hmm. How long would that chapter last? Would oh it be God. till that, like till school, till you like go into uh, proper proper uh, in, in high school, or is it more like teenage age, or was there? I think there it any would turning point s- at that. I think it would start um, before I get my ca- captaincy. Okay. So ten to ten to yeah fifteen, 15. yeah. So how in during that time from ten to fifteen age? started to play cricket, you started to develop also like an art to play. What kind of, in the school, what kind of subjects were you interested? Obviously, besides, I assume you were interested in sport and art, yeah. as I assume. Yeah. Were there any other subjects you said you were interested? Yeah, um, in, like you mean like math and all that? Yeah, yeah. you said that was so typical me at that time. I was so into math, let's say, and yeah. I totally lost it. But mm-hmm. is it something where you say, uh, I remember... No, I actually didn't like studying. So, okay. like, I don't think I like in, liked any of the subjects except like art and uh, sports, like PE, physical education. Okay. So, um, like, I liked math at times, but most of the time it just made me angry because I couldn't get the answer right. Okay. So, yeah, I didn't really have many subjects that I liked. It's interesting because so many, when I um, found out that you like into sport and obviously also into artists, it has very similarities when with the right and the left brain. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, the left brain is more the creative side, okay. which also tick off the box of art and then sport. Mm-hmm. Whereas the right brain is more the uh, logical side, math, data, numbers, and all this uh, writing, etc. So you're definitely more on the, on the creative side. Yeah, yeah you I would say so. You see the picture, so. you see that exactly, in front of yeah. you. You visualize it. Yeah. So um, in that age, let's say from 10 to 15, um, you went frequently back from the UAE to, to, uh, to India and uh, back and forth. Did you start also to form your own team at that age before you even start with 16? Or did you have your own small team? Did you started to always think of how can I get that right team member on board, etc.? Mm-hmm. Did you have this, or was it always like let's get together whoever plays? Mm-hmm. Or did you no, have a um, fixed team already? Because at at that time, um, I kind of started uh, playing for UAE okay. at like twelve or thirteen. So. Um, so when you say play for UAE, you mean like part of a of the Youth. UAE national cricket team. Age of 12? Yeah. So, okay, as in, in a junior, how, how is it called, junior? So, it's it's basically um, the international women's cricket team. 
so that's where um we play uh the women of the you know the women of the uae play cricket yes. so we would go to say um stadiums or sharjah cricket stadium is our home yeah. home ground so that's where we we practiced a lot so in in a sense that when you say that um from 10 to 15 yeah. uh there was already a team yes. when i started playing I cricket like when i went in the uae yeah. team there was already a team that had played one year before I see. Okay. So it the So you joined the team. Exactly. More or less you joined, okay. So it's kind of if you want to know the ex- the whole how I got into the team. It was kind of like um uh, I go to school. I went to school at DPS Sharjah. So that's where um the coach saw me play cricket in PE just for fun. Mm-hmm. And he he came to me and he said, uh there's actually a, an under 19 cricket team for who's playing for the UAE going to Thailand. Yeah. Uh next to next month. and uh, we need more girls to come and play so i think you should go for it okay. and he's the one who called the coach of the uae cricket team and uh, he kind of connected my dad and then that weekend i went and played with the team as a team in thailand yeah no right. not in thailand in, in in like i met the team for the first time I so see. in sharjah okay. okay and then so that was like my first day understanding yeah. that cricket can be a profession in uae yes and how did you feel in that moment that le- like uh, aha moment okay yeah. it's interesting it's not just playing for yeah. fun it's actually a competitive problem exactly how, how, how um, did it made you did you was it a positive aha moment or was it like mm, i can connect the dots now mm-hmm. somehow how was that how was the first day when you the first day uh, i mm. think i was really shy so okay. um I was kind of like is this the right place to be like what am i doing i cannot even play cricket and then um you know everybody was really fl- friendly the coach was like um you you play really well you should continue playing and all this positive vibe just like eureka like i i like this place i want to be here for some time now that's how i felt nice so h12 is joined the team how frequently did you meet the team and afterwards was it like a weekly training or was it how did it how can i mention that Also um, for the listeners to when you start that young. Yeah. It? It's uh we used to meet like two times a week so on the weekends. Okay. But when the tournament got closer we would meet say four times a week. So after school you would come for practice okay. for like 3 hours or something. And when you say tournaments are these um national tournaments? Yeah. So you would actually yeah. travel to Thailand, Singapore, Malaysia. Okay. So you went what was your very first tournament abroad where you went with a team? Uh it was the under 19 Asian Cricket Council tournament. Okay. That was in Thailand. So it was in 2009, no 2008. Mhm. And like I said, I think I was like 14 years old, 14 or 13 okay. and um I was just like, oh this is great. I get to travel alone without my parents and with all these awesome people who yeah. are my age. Yeah. So I was just really excited and happy to go. And at that time did you had already A, a specific captain position or was it more kind of a you I was I was a part of the team part yeah of the team, so part of the team, right? 11 players play on the field and yeah. I was a part of that okay and like 14 people travel yeah so I was a part of that team so at that time um where you joined the team where you actually started more into cricket from 10 to to 15 and you went first abroad 
did you thought at that time also that you could continue doing this, not just short term, just for sport activity, but also maybe long term, maybe age 20 now or even beyond? Could yeah, I think you? I think I did because yeah. I liked it so much. I liked the experience in Thailand so much that I thought that, oh, my God, I want to do this like yeah. whenever it's next. So I want to continue playing the sport and, you know, just have fun with all these new people that I met. And basketball was never like a question to do it professionally because you mentioned you also went yeah. into basketball, that one hand yeah. on the cover. <laughs> so you never thought of like basketball on a professional side? Uh, no, because um, so... While I was playing basketball in school, the cricket came up. So obviously, if I'm, um, you know, because when I was in school, when I went for the tournament in yeah. Thailand and I was playing basketball at the same time. So I was already a professional in some sport for the UAE. So yeah. cricket came first. So it just kind of took it away. I may have thought about basketball if cricket hadn't come in the way, but cricket did. So I, I finished like basketball. I played a bit in college and then I just kind of stopped. Interesting. So when you want to summarize that chapter, that chapter where actually you joined the team, you went abroad for the, you actually saw that kind of competitive environment mm -hmm. in your teenage age. Um, how would you summarize that chapter? How would you give it a title? Let's say I look in the table of content, I see chapter one. What is the title of this from age 10 to age 15? Is um, that, is that, what would it be? It would be something on the lines of like initial stages of cricket okay, or like my cricket career or, you know, just something that's yeah. kind of new to me and, you know, exciting at the same time. And there's no stress at all, which comes later on in the next chapters. Because it's interesting that you mentioned that there was no stress. That exactly. It was more I was like just like, oh, yay, I'm having fun. I'm going to I'm traveling to countries without my parents and uh, I'm I'm having fun with my friends yeah. and I get to miss school and my exams. So, yeah. You just mentioned something afterwards. Mm -hmm. Become more stressful. Mm -hmm. So this is actually from age 15, 16 onwards. Yeah. Why, why, why did it become stressful? Because that? that's when I was offered the captaincy. Okay. So I think it was 16, 17 that I was, I got the captaincy. So, I mean, obviously when you become a leader, it is kind of stressful in the beginning because you're kind of just like, what am I doing? Like, why am I the leader? And uh, yeah, so it had, you know, I had to learn a lot of things. I had to understand how to be a leader, how to talk like a leader mm -hmm. and all these things. So how did it come to the position? How, who, who made you... The, okay, the leader so. and based on what? Based on the observation of your previous team's spirit or Maybe. support? So um. it was basically like um, we had a tournament coming up, under-19 tournament in Kuwait. Mm -hmm. And uh, the captain wasn't decided yet, but all the girls would come for practice. We would play hard and everything was happening. And we had a new coach at that time. She's called uh, Kalpana Venkateshwar and she was from India. So um, she had just come for this tournament and she was new and we were having a lot of fun with her. Mm. And uh, one day I was, I had to leave early because I had an exam the next day. Yeah. So um, I, I told the coach that uh, I have to leave because I have an exam tomorrow. And she, she took me to the side and she said, um, Humaira, you have to start um, really focusing on everything because... Uh, you might be the one being the captain for this team. 
and I was kind of like uh like I had no reaction I was just like <laughs> okay interesting <laughs> what do I do with this information that you just gave me and uh, she said then I said um are you sure because I I was the girl who was just like okay I'm having fun I'm playing cricket and she said yeah you have a lot of um leadership roles and uh, you know you're always motivating the team and she said some really nice things that made me think okay yeah if that's what you think like i have all these things then i'm I, i'm ready to be a captain so yeah so she saw the potential in you actually exactly. and the way you deal with with the team yeah so you said you were actually surprised by by offering this yeah why <coughs> were you not did you didn't you see yourself in a, in that position or you never Are you always thought yeah you never saw yourself in that position of leading others or to inspire others mm-hmm. No yeah. I think I've seen myself leading others because uh I even did that in school where I was you know like the prefect you get those badges and you're leading and uh, I think the leadership role was always there I remember going for like a leadership class that my dad had sent me when I was really lo- young like 11 or 12 and you know i won a prize because i was the best leader i don't know what it was but and i remember singing the song follow the leader do you know the song mm. like follow the leader, leader. yes 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 i it's right. like stuck in my brain i don't know why <laughs> yeah. but every time i think about that moment that yeah. song comes up and um, yeah like that's when i knew that okay i might have uh, you know leadership abilities mm-hmm. but i never really you know put my nail on it like yeah. i never thought about it it was yeah. just on the back of my head so even when um the team captain wasn't announced i i was just being myself i was motivating everyone i was being supportive i was you know if i had something to say i would say it and i knew like these were leadership roles but i just didn't know that you know like should i be thinking about this i'd rather think about my game be positive yeah. and if it has to come to me it'll come to me so yeah. so at that h h 16 17 you were still in school right yeah you i was still in school. school um how did you balance school because mm-hmm. you were about to graduate yeah. at that age how did you balance that being captain actually have a very leading role and then still uh, about to focus actually on the graduation on the school yeah and also playing basketball and basketball as well yeah. <laughs> so um initially it was really tough for me i was just like what is going on why am i not finishing my homework Yeah. Um why my you know sometimes I would not do well at practice or sometimes the homework would not be done or I would just be very frustrated during basketball practice. And initially all obviously it, w- it was hard for me but then eventually I tr- I I think I figured out how to kind of balance everything. How how did you do that? In a way mm-hmm. that um if I if I want to go for practice then I have to finish this part of my homework. And if I want to, you know, if I, there were times when I was thinking about how can I really balance this so that I'm happy and everybody else around me is happy. Okay. You know, my basketball coach is happy, my cricket coach and all my teachers. And uh, I think it took practice so that uh, every day I would, you know, kind of have like things to do and figure out what to prioritize and sometimes if i really had to miss practice because i had to study i did mm-hmm. it so it was really about prioritizing and making sure that all the boxes were ticked yes i think that how to prioritize what to do yeah. each day is one of exactly. the recipe in order to to reach yeah the goal in a yeah. easier step 
and making no. sure that w- while prioritizing you're not cutting off anything else yes so you're smart. very smart about the way you prioritize things that's true yeah, yeah. otherwise you just focus on that most important exactly. but you're completely forgetting the other aspects yeah and your energy just goes into that yes so. that's very true yeah. so when you say you mentioned about the, the song follow the leader mm-hmm. and it means actually when I see the picture on the graphic art aspect now I see the picture in front of you follow someone he's mm-hmm. in front but then often you have a leadership also like leading from behind yeah i'm not sure if you saw that remember the picture on online when you type it then sometimes have someone who is from behind supporting the team yeah so you are rough you're now seven six seven years um, captain what is your definition of leadership is it leading from behind is it more hey this is a direction follow me or what 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 is the definition for you what is leadership for you i think for me it's leading by example that would be one but also leading in a liberal way leading in a way that you're not giving you know demands and you're just being rude to everyone it's more about leading in a way that everyone's uh, comfortable in the place that they are but they're also giving their best for the team so you include everyone in the team exactly. rather than just focusing on one. Exactly. And the mm-hmm. whole point is, you know, if they have something to say, they should always speak up because it's always bad to keep things in your head. So creating that kind of environment where everybody's comfortable with mm-hmm. each other and speaking up and just enjoying the sport they're playing. Because in the end, that's all it is. You have to enjoy whether you win or you lose. That's true. So how do you encourage the team to speak up? How d- what are the, the methods? What are the ways you encourage them to I think if something is wrong, just speak up. Don't be silent. Yeah, the whole point would be that you're a leader who's making everyone comfortable. So if I was rude to someone, they would never come and talk to me about anything. But I always try to make sure that I'm giving positive vibes everywhere I'm going. And, you know, just that whole kind of vibe will make them open up to me, like regardless of, you know, what they think of me or... If you're if you're sh- if you're giving positive vibes to anyone, I think in the end you will always get positive results in a way that you'll become closer to them, and they'll kind of open up to you. So this rituals you have when you meet your team, you have mm-hmm. probably specific ones, right? When you meet your team or when you before you start the game, mm-hmm. what are the ones you keep repeating in every game? Let's say when you have a proper competitive game, what mm-hmm. are the rit- rituals you have? In, in, the, uh, in the just before the game starts what do you do usually how do you empower the team um so just before the big game starts like there's a toss and then the toss happens so we can choose who's batting who's bowling yeah and um after that we kind of huddle up okay as a team we huddle up and um I'll just say a few words, you know, some positive words, like, we got this, we're winning this. Um, Just make sure you're having fun and make sure you're concentrating and don't lose focus, do the basics. All these kind of motivating things to get that positive environment going right before you go into the field. And then um, we just, you know, yell, yell, who are we, UAE. So that's the thing we do. (coughs) Sorry. And, uh, yeah. So then we can just, you so know, get pumped up. We? we are UAE? Yeah. Ah, that's interesting. So yeah. it's kind of like uh, we huddle up, we yeah. put our hands together, and yeah. then one girl, it's normally like uh, Kaina or Kavisha, they're 
their players yeah. and they yell who are we and we all together just yell UAE so interesting okay it just rhymes and yeah. it kind of became a thing we d- we started that when we were young yeah. so it's it's kind of cheesy like who are we UAE but we yeah. had to go with it yeah so when it I was always wondering when when you were like part of that competitive sport and we were actually more or less leading a team as a captain how do you support each other outside of the match outside of the game do you also meet uh, is it through art is it through um, other activities you do or do you in your current your team only meet during the training and then obviously in the game itself or do you also meet for any other non-cricket activities I mean we we try really hard to meet for non-cricketing activities because mm-hmm. that's what strengthens the team as a whole but it's really hard to get all the girls together so whoever can come together we meet sometimes we just go out for dinner okay or you know we'll meet up somewhere and just kind of yeah it'll be like a fun meet up where we'll play maybe bowling or something okay like recently we went for a tournament and all the girls we all went for bowling so it was really fun because we were doing something totally different and yeah. some people were really bad at it but nevertheless <laughs> everybody was just high-fiving and having nice. fun nice. and that always helps like doing things outside of the sport you're playing yeah it helps to really strengthen the bond that you have with them of course yeah it's actually what it takes in order to exactly together so i want to talk a little bit more about the chapter two so when you say age mm-hmm. 16 17 so you finished school did you know that you're going to start start studying immediately after or was it what, what was how was the years after finishing school was it a tr- smooth transition into studying at the US? Yeah, it was really smooth. So yeah. I knew that I wanted to, to do architecture at okay. AUS. It w- I knew that in like 12th grade, okay. the last grade. And uh, I applied for it and I got in. So it was really smooth. Like, um, And it was really close to the school I went to. So it kind of felt like I never left school in a way. Okay. <laughs> because it was like 15 minutes drive. So it, the surrounding looked the same. So it was the same place, yeah. Yeah. So did you... Because AUS is um, was is near your your place as well. Did you know? Yeah. Did you know that you were going to study in AUS even years before, or did you always when you said architecture was it like mm-hmm. I definitely gonna study there? Not just after grade twelve, I had always this AUS in mind. No, I don't think I had like AUS AUS in mind as yeah. such. I knew that I wanted to do architecture. Okay. So um, I started researching because I wanted to stay here um, in UAE. And that might have something to do with the fact that I wanted to play cricket. So um, I researched, like I looked at a lot of universities and AUS seemed to be, you know, a really good one. Yeah. So I kind of went there. So what fascinates you so much on architecture? Is it is it design? Is it creativity? Is it architecture can, is also about construction, yeah. building? Is yeah. it more... Um, how, how you create the, the positive vibe for people who live in that... Mm-hmm. environment what is architecture why, why are you so interested in architecture um, I think I was just because I was so into art in school as well mm. I was interested in knowing how to make buildings and stuff but other than that I think the main thing was the fact that my granddad is an architect Okay. so I kind of saw him doing these Definitely, things yeah, drawing yeah. And all these cool uh, rulers triangular rulers squ- square and all that and uh, 
you know like when i was a young kid itself i saw him doing all this and i was really fascinated so i was kind of like yes i want to be an architect like him when i grow up so did he did architect uh, for like skyscrapers towers or was it for other type of buildings or was it for i think it was just like Different. you know because you when you live in dubai yeah. it's all about skyscrapers and all these yeah. cool random looking yeah. buildings yeah, yeah. And you're kind of like, okay, I want to know how how that's made. Yeah. And I think in a way that cur curiosity kind of also pushed me to do architecture okay. rather than the fact that my granddad was an architect. Yes. So all of these mixed together pushed me towards architecture. So when you you were very interested in architecture, obviously, I guess today also with mm -hmm. art, do you have a favorite tower design or do you have something? This is like, this is, mm -hmm. this is the tower I love from the design, from the, what, aesthetic from the color i don't know do you have certain towers in mind not necessarily uh, doesn't have to be in dubai it can also be outside i don't know i really um, like the abroad. sagrada de familia from okay. barcelona okay it's uh, i've actually like been outside of it because we went for a basketball tournament there in spain and uh, it's really creepy in a way that the way it's made but it also kind of gives you a sense of like overwhelm Like, okay. oh my God, this thing is so big. How can anyone make this? Okay. So I really like that. I think that's that would be one of my favorite architectural buildings. So the the buildings will look impossible to be, uh, impossible yeah. to be built, but still achievable. Exactly. In some, some way or not. Interesting. Yeah. Um, when it comes to in that age, so when you started to study during that study time, obviously studying is also... Some periods where you're super busy, some periods are super laid back. Um, did you follow the same process like in school that you focused on study and then focused on cricket? You did it step by step? Or did you have other challenges? I think in track? college it was much more harder than in school. Okay. In a way that um, uh, when you're doing architecture, it's more about um, making models and drawing and all that. Yeah. And that's very subjective. Whereas in school, you kind of know what you have to study. You study this, and then you're done, and then you give the exam. Mm -hmm. But over here, it's kind of like you have reviews, yeah. and you need these many amount of things to show them and all that. So uh, college was very hard for me. Okay. In a way, I wasn't able to balance cricket, and I was also playing basketball initially. Yeah. But then I stopped because it was getting too much, so yeah. I continued playing uh, uh, cricket and you know studying architecture. But um, there would be times when I would get really late for practice okay. when I was in college. And there were like a lot of times when I had to miss practice and it was very frustrating. As a captain. Also as a, to, to, yeah, yeah, because I want to lead yes. as an example and getting late, reaching before everyone, after everyone else does yeah. was very annoying for me. But in the end, I kind of learned how to be okay with that. To accept it or to yeah. adjust or to find a way to be... To accept it to accept because it. Okay. There, sometimes there was no way out. Like either I had to like not do work and, you know, um, get a really bad grade or I go f like miss practice. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, rather than missing practice, I was okay with being late for practice in a way that I, accept, I accepted that. And there would be like, I would always try to make it on time. So when you say you accepted it as from, from the leader's point of view, what uh, is a lesson you want, you can teach others at mm -hmm. the same age to say, yeah, what is the lesson actually out of there? Is it 
be okay if you're not necessarily always be perfect or is it what is the yeah. lessons you're trying I to I think the the lesson would mm. be that don't try to try to be a perfectionist because if you try to do that you're always going to be unhappy at some point rather than that you can accept what is happening be live in the moment and kind of just accept it and enjoy what you're doing at that time because that day is is going to be over soon so why waste it in like a bad mood bad behavior yeah how long how long did it took you to to come to that positive mindset because i mm-hmm. i know perfectionist i'm also sometimes a perfectionist so it's easy to remember that but in mm-hmm. the moment sometimes it's, you know you just damn it I'm again yeah, you know like exactly you probably had many times where you just you know couldn't make it to the training as well right mm-hmm. so yeah for sure and um, i would even if that happened i would always make sure that i informed everyone and you know the like communication aspect the communication yes, exactly yes, yes. you know i wasn't just like laid back and thinking okay i can miss practice i'm the captain anyway yeah. and uh, you know nobody cares or whatever i made sure that i called them i explained to them the situation that was architecture and what i was doing and then they would also be very supportive and say it's mm-hmm. okay it's one day just come back tomorrow and we'll practice again whatever did you see in that situation that other in the teams stepped up said okay no problem i can lead today or i can you know be captain were there like a captain replacement during the day or how did how was it um yeah i mean you, i i feel you nominated like someone to say you know what just make sure that to, for today you just are the, the leader the captain i would obviously um call like you know some of my close friends and let them know that um that I'm not coming and just update me about what happens today etc but I think the coach would make sure of, about the backup plan and everything it wouldn't be me as such okay. but we would always be communicating like sure. you know this person can be vice captain or this one's doing well and all that so the communication aspect is a key is very okay. important if yeah. you're playing a team sport if you're not communicating well then you're keeping things to yourself and it just builds up and it comes out as a negative vibe yes also not including others in the conversation exactly excluding others yeah um you mentioned the chapter 2 would start from age 16 till what age would you say till the age of university or you would include the university into that chapter 2 what is that where you say chapter 2 is just that certain i feel like uh, i would include university in that you would include university yeah like or um yeah because the first chapter would be about my school and cricket and mm-hmm. basketball and yeah. the second chapter would be kind of like school uh, college cricket and a bit of basketball which stops eventually because it's too much yes so when you say it including university how would you summarize that chapter too it's about actually becoming captain mhm in a proper professional competitive environment plus architecture and study how would you summarize that chapter um two different fields yeah art and actually sport how would you summarize that is it what is the title i see in the table of content it would i think it would be called like beyond the boundary or something ah, like something okay. intense in a way that um like boundary is the rope that's um on the cricket field boundary yeah like the boundary line after which you get um 
uh, a home run as you call it in baseball okay so yeah because um that that um that time in college and a bit of school the time when i became captain i felt like i was doing something completely new yeah but also you know breaking my own boundaries and you know going for that extra mile and that both for a sport but also for architecture yeah more or less interesting so you said including your university so when did you graduate what i graduated you? last year last year very <laughs> <laughs> last year i think the book will have like two chapters two chapters <laughs> yeah. um what are the lessons in this chapter to you can tell other young people the lessons as you said you know this communication time mm -hmm. management what are the lessons from chapter two you can give other young people um, in that age which you have learned so far the lessons um what i would let them know is the fact that um because at this time my support system was really important so i would you know kind of let them know that you have to be grateful for your support system and you know feel blessed about it because some people don't have that and at the same time make sure that the company you have around you is always positive because i feel like there were times when um um even in the first chapter for instance there were times when um i didn't have good friends around me and that might have been a bad thing for me so if i was you know telling someone about this i would tell them that make sure that if you find good company that you ma you make sure that you keep them so you know like my f i have my best friends um name them here like rosh and jonu they'd love it mm -hmm. <laughs> um they have been there uh, for a really long time and um before uh, i played basketball with them yeah. that's how it started out our friendship before that i had friends who were really negative and i was very bad around like i was bad because i was around them that created the negative vibe exactly so yeah. um at that time i didn't realize it obviously but now that i look back now that we're talking and i'm looking back um i think that was not good for me and i was so glad that i found these new friends <coughs> who were gen <coughs> sorry no worries <laughs> who are genuine for me yeah. and you know <clears throat> always helping me out and uh, just kind of being there for me um in my hard times like yeah. you know if i was going to practice and i needed someone to take notes for me they would be there they would be the backup plan if you if you want to know how i balance it all it's mm. because of them and my parents who all were you know kind of helping me out yeah yeah i think this is a supporting system in and yeah. what you always mention um you said two chapters you graduated last year um what what are you doing right now i mean obviously cricket captain yeah. are you working towards uh, architecture career are you what is your current so i'm working work as a designer right now designer. okay and uh, i think eventually i might do masters okay so i have to think about all these things okay. but i think i want to do something that's complementary to architecture okay so yeah like i'm looking into um product designs and things like that yeah so when it comes to the next chapter 
So we have two chapters, mm -hmm. but there's a next chapter also, yeah. which not yet happened, but yeah. is planned, as you said, master, potentially, etc. Um, what is included in the next chapter? What is potentially planned? You mentioned a master, mm -hmm. um, designer. What, what else would be included in that next chapter? So right now, um, I'm not thinking about the future as much. So like okay. like I'm I'm kind of living here right now, mm -hmm. but um, what I really want to do in the near future is kind of do um, ambidex ambidextrous art more, because I don't think it has enough recognition. So ambidextrous art is painting with both hands. Mm -hmm. So um, I haven't seen a lot of people in the UAE do it, and uh, so my professor at AUS. Uh, Brian Dugan, I don't know if you know him. Yeah. Okay, so he, he's the one who taught me all this. He taught me drawing. That's where I actually learned how to really draw well. Yes. I learned that at AUS, not before that. Yes. So he was really inspiring for me. And, you know, he also taught me how to draw with both my hands. It's actually very interesting when, because uh, yeah. when I saw the videos with both hands. Yeah. It does require you a lot of concentration. Yeah. Because even with two hands, it's really not that hard, by like the way, mirror to practice. Yeah, when you practice, obviously, <laughs> yeah. but when you're left-handed and right-handed, and it sometimes... Yeah. But the, what I found in the videos is the hands doing exactly the same, it's just mirror. Exactly. But when you do it in a slightly different the hand on the left, and it's drawing something different than the right, yeah. and it becomes more complicated. Exactly. It's yeah. all about um, coordination yeah. of both your hands yeah. and your brain at the same time. Yeah. Because um, I'm thinking about what the next line is going to be. So I'm creating something, but I'm also making sure this hand is kind of coordinating. So it's all a mix of um, coordination as well as concentration and focus on what's going on at that time. What are the... So this skill set you're practicing for this drawing, that's what, also what you want to emphasize more in the next mm -hmm. chapter. What are the learnings you have? or the practices when you do that? What are the learnings you can use for any other parts in life? When you say concentration, when it comes to actually while you're drawing, you have to plan ahead a little bit. What mm. are the transferable soft skills or what are the learnings from it where you can use for other parts in life? What other things um, what would you say now as an architect? Yeah, just, just like so. the idea of concentration and kind of evoking all your senses because when you're drawing with one hand, one the other hand is kind of just away, and I feel like all your senses are not um, paying attention to what you're doing. But yeah. when you're drawing with two hands, you're literally using everything you can use. I mean, other than your legs, That's you're true. using That's your eyes, yeah. nose, mouth. Like you're literally looking at it. So. That's that's what I learned. Like you know, the coordination that you need, and obviously it takes practice, and practice makes perfect. So you can you can take this to you know your career in a way that um, you have to be focused, you have to practice hard, and be coordinated with what you're doing. And yeah, interesting. So did you start teaching that also to others? Or is it because I saw the videos on, on online mm -hmm. on Instagram? Are you having some kind of workshops for others as so well? So I haven't started yet. I had some in, um, uh, I had like one workshop recently, not recently, like uh, a year ago, but I haven't started yet. But that's kind of like a goal that I have. Like I want to teach more people this art, which 
I am also not perfect at by the way. Yeah, I still yeah. need a lot of practice now and I get really good. But this idea of kind of being in the zen uh and kind of just you know not thinking too much and just looking uh looking and just doing what it is. It's kind of like a meditation, like therapy. You, s- you said yeah. zen, being in the zen, like yeah, in the zen. In f- yeah, yeah, in yeah, zen yeah. and like in a, in the flow. Exactly. In focus, yeah. And it's it's all about those sensitive lines that are coming out from your yeah. hand. It's not robotic. It's not like you're scratching through the paper. It's yeah. just you're flowing and you're just going and going, following each other, both the hands. So that skill set of being in the, in the moment, do you see that, that it's being more and more being lost in in the world, in the, in in the world, current generation, last generation, <coughs> any kind of generation, not to learn to focus for a long time period. Do yeah. you see that as a, as a big I problem? feel like it is getting lost. Yeah. I mean, I've seen so many kids who are just sitting on their iPads doing nothing. Yeah. And I mean, obviously they're playing games, but I feel like there's so much more you can do. And I'm scared for the world that comes after this, for the generation that's, you know, growing up right now, um, that they won't know how to use pens or, you know, real paper. And just they will have robotic lines, lines yeah. that come from a mouse or from a pen that's electronic. So you're not yeah. really feeling the tip of the pen yes. and the paper yes. touch. And, you know, that ink dot that you get and it's just flowing. Yes, yes, yes. That whole, that just that part of the experience is so important. The feeling the pen. The feeling, yeah. feeling it actually, not just the activity yeah. or the, the task itself. Yeah, the whole idea of having so many different kinds of paper. When you yeah. have, you know, the newspaper paper, it just bleeds through. When you have a watercolor paper, it doesn't soak in the ink; it keeps it on the top. It's it's All related to what you say, like it's similar to like the Kindle or when you buy yeah. a traditional book, digital versus yeah, yeah, of course, exactly. Uh, Apple pen versus writing with a pen. Exactly. Hand. So yeah. I feel like yeah, it is getting lost, and I I don't know how to help that, obviously. Yeah. So. What do you say, this is something because you, you're interested in this design <laughs> architecture, is that something where you're always encouraged now to focus more on the traditional, in the moment, feeling the pen, etc., etc. So this is something where you perhaps also can practice in sport. Be in that moment, concentrate. Feel that there is a team, feel like that there is currently like, you know, feel that the, the touch of the ball or something, exactly, you know, not yeah. just overthink too much and think what happens afterwards mm-hmm. it's kind of a mindset or a skill set you can yeah. practice afterwards as well and it goes on everywhere in your yeah. career in your daily life yeah. i mean when you're playing sports it really teaches you a lot of things like yeah. resilience respect um you know concentration determination all these all these aspects they go on into your life like uh playing a team sport especially especially really helps because when you're working outside anywhere that you are it's always a teamwork right now right now you and me it's teamwork we are literally sitting and we're making this together mm. even at a company it would be teamwork you would never be alone if you're going to the coffee shop it's teamwork you're asking the cashier to get you something and you know it's always more than one person so mm-hmm. i feel like in this life you're never individually there it's always some someone is around you like a monologue rather exactly. than di- uh, sorry, um, dialogue rather than yeah, monologue. Dialogue, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, mm. When when it now comes to to cricket, what's your next biggest goal for your team? It's to reach the World Cup. Which Be- is when? 
for which is, someone who don't know much about cricket <laughs> which is so when, <laughs> the world cup is yeah. this year actually this which year, we okay. didn't make it to because okay. we didn't qualify we okay. played the the qualifiers in uh, in february in yeah. thailand but we didn't qualify so we're, that's our goal that's our you know because we've it's been around 11 years of uae women's yeah. cricket so at a time when you know we had only 14 girls coming to a day to day where we have so many say 200 girls playing cricket because it's so it's mm. it's a lot more popular than it was 10 years back so we really want to kind of give these girls who are looking up to us something to look up to i mean they're yeah. they're already looking at the fact that we've gone to world cup qualifiers and that's such a big deal because you we played against some really good teams like yeah. netherlands and scotland and all these teams so we really want to qualify for the world cup and play against teams like india pakistan and at that high level yeah. to be actually as you said to be a role model for other young exactly girls. The, the team itself is a role model yeah yeah interesting so um that's actually also part of the next chapter right for you yeah. technically on the sports side yeah the, yeah of course yeah. yeah yeah so when you when you want to give actually the next chapter kind of a title what would it be it's <laughs> <laughs> similar to that but what is a vision like when you give it the vision let's you can also call it the vision what is mm-hmm. the, like the the statement the word that sentence what would it be um your next chapter it would be along the lines of something like a new beginning a new beginning yeah okay in a way that maybe eventually we'll qualify for the world cup and you know it'll be amazing if we do and we're really working hard into it so yeah interesting that you mentioned new beginning what i currently have in mind is or i see right now is you work towards a big goal but you have a new beginning of encouraging other young girls yeah. to start something yeah that's, that's always actually, there that's yeah something new yeah inspire them inspiring them it's complete starting helping them a new career yeah from the beginning interesting so when we have now these two chapters and we have the the next chapter mm-hmm. the new beginning in every book there is a copyright section and mm-hmm. the copyright section usually says don't copy that ask the author don't do it as that are there any parts in your life where you say or you can encourage other young people and say better don't do that don't copy me other things you mm-hmm. say don't copy me on this don't make the same mistake yeah um there are so many like <laughs> don't, yeah don't copy anything of me <laughs> no of course not but like i said in the beginning it was about um finding good company and making sure that your friends are genuine and they're ho- always helping you no matter what and creating good friendships i think that's initial for anyone so the the fact that you're having uh, people around you that make you happy is very important so i would say don't copy what i did when i was like 12 or 13 where i had really bad friends around me and i was a bad person find the good people around you and make sure you make them stay so that would be something um that i would say do not do and uh, take, not take it for granted to have good friends actually exactly. work on them to yeah. stay yeah work on them and work on building the relationship yeah. that yeah. you have with them and the other thing would be um be be more self confident mm-hmm. 
like i feel like there were times when um i wasn't self confident i was very self critical and um just being mean to yourself so don't do that yeah. it's okay if you're late it's okay if um you didn't play good today or yeah. don't overthink basically yeah not overthink i think yeah. so, so many young people overthink yeah overthink so, everything yeah they i think please others they want to yeah. be think good but that completely forgetting themselves and that's when yeah. your whole mood gets bad that's so true. yeah very true so let's say i have read the the book and i close the book and i turn it back again to the front so you mentioned about the um the front cover about the abstract face with the multiple hands and multiple things what would be there what would i see as a title as the title of as the book <laughs> hmm. So obviously the, the summary of the book would be the different things that I do and yeah. the balance with the hands and, and everything yes. yeah. So the title would be something of that sort. Um like uh if it's ambidextrous is being able to do it with two hands. Maybe it would be like polydextrous or something. Is that a word? I don't know. <laughs> something sure. in a way <laughs> that Poly what? Poly? Polydextrous. So ambidextrous. Architecture. No, no, no. So ambidextrous means that um, you can draw with two hands. I see. Okay, now I know. I understand. So yes. one and two, but I have more hands, so polydextrous. But I don't know if that is it's a interesting. It's an interesting word. No, it's an interesting word. Maybe it's a self-made word, <laughs> but it has you a meaning behind. It. You do yeah. multiple things at the mm-hmm. time, or uh, two things yeah. at the same time. Interesting. Um, When it comes to um um the book itself um people look for a specific book in a library etc usually they have they don't they don't know about your book but they're looking for specific inspiration they usually ask for specific keywords what keywords would i need to ask in in a library to find mm. your books Because you have, you know, it could be art, it could be sport yeah. for cricket, it could be um, two-handed drawing. What are the keywords I need to to ask for? I mean, I think you just answered it. It would be like um, one would be cricket, yeah, um, art, <coughs> architecture, um, leadership, maybe, and uh, design, sports, <laughs> basketball. Yeah. I think that's okay. about it. That's it. So where can the listeners find more about you and the sport and the, and the art etc? What channels can they find more? Um th- personally they can follow me on Instagram. Okay. Uh Humerata's name. It's my name. And um they can actually if they want to get into cricket or look forward about you know the cricket tournaments that we're playing etc you can follow emirates cricket board on twitter all the social medias and um yeah if there are any girls who are listening this and want to come up they could totally dm me on instagram or email me and i'll be really happy to inspire these girls to come and play cricket so are there like weekly intakes or they can join uh, to, uh 
if they get in touch yeah. with me yeah. then i can just kind of tell them what to do as in i will give them a number of somebody who's working at emirates cricket board okay who t- because right now there are like talent hunts going on there's okay. a lot of stuff going on right now for women's cricket okay. so it's the best time to get in to cricket right now the best time yeah and do we have a specific season or is it because here obviously in the UAE it's uh, the summer yeah. <laughs> it's even uh, obviously i guess the winter season here is mm-hmm. usually the best season yeah do you play also in the in the summer here yeah we play also? in the summer um but uh for about a month or something we go indoors okay so we play indoor cricket okay which is also a sport by yeah. the way but we play outdoor cricket indoor outdoor cricket indoor okay yeah because indoor cricket it has its own rules that are not the same as outdoor interesting it's like similar to football in Indoor yeah, football. exactly, it's exactly. Like a smaller yeah. field with You're five right. players only. Yeah. Something. Okay. I think this has eight players, not oh, eleven players. Yeah, eight or something. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, so that's a completely different set of rules. Okay. But we don't play indoor cricket. We play outdoor cricket inside. Okay. So we do all the same drills, except it's with AC, so that we don't die of dehydration. <laughs> obviously, obviously, yes, yeah. yeah, obviously, yeah. So when is usually the time you're going into the indoor? Is it uh, soonish? It's, I think, uh-huh. in uh, July, July or something, okay. yeah. Right now, we're still out because um, the weather is pretty good. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, even when it gets hot, I think it's bearable at times. But yeah. sometimes it gets, it gets, like, very hot. Yeah. And then, like, we make sure that everyone's comfortable. Brilliant. Excellent. Yeah, I put the, the links, actually, also on the Instagram, also oh, okay. in the show notes. So everyone can see, click on, on it and okay, can send nice. you a message and so on. Great. So if, if there is one last <coughs> quote or last uh, message you want to tell, let's say, young girls who are listening, um, what message do you want to give to them? Just one, one key message. No pressure. Um, it would... It would be something along the lines of um, do what you want to do, but make sure. Um, no, I don't think that's. <laughs> <laughs> it would be along the lines of something like uh, do what you want to do, but make sure you're taking risks and you're prioritizing the right things at the right time. Right. I think there's something very similar you can actually tell. Someone before the match as well. Yeah. <laughs> Prioritize step by step and don't, you know, also yeah. have a strategy. Stick to the basics. Yeah. I mean, similar also like sport is like you have to have a strategy before you go into yeah. any game. Yeah. Rather than just throw yourself yeah. and then figure it out. Yeah. And always have a backup plan. And a backup plan. That's, yeah. Do you have a backup plan when it comes to cricket? Like yeah. What do you do when you lose? No. Oh, when we lose? Backup plan? Yeah. Like um, normally we go with plan A, plan B, plan C, plan D, How when you're going match, into a match. As a, as a strategy? Yeah. Ah, okay. But if, like, it just doesn't work out that day, then you come back and you just say, you accept it, and you go on to the next match and make sure you don't make these mistakes. So yeah. this time you have a plan E as well. Okay. And then you kind of mess with plan A because last time plan A didn't work. This next time you play, yeah. you, that, it's a cycle. Yeah, so A, B, C, D, yeah. E, and so on. Just follow the letters and you <laughs> figure out your strategy. Yeah. Great. Excellent. So thank you so much. No Thanks problem at all. for the podcast. Yeah. Put the links on the show notes and I hope people follow you on yeah. Instagram and actually also young girls uh, can come. actually come and yeah. see what actually is cricket. Yeah. Also, 
um, for many actually cricket, cricket might not be a sport exactly which yeah. familiar yeah but and we want to do that we want to inspire more girls and make sure they're coming and enjoying and just learn the whole idea of playing this team sport yeah because it'll help them not just in cricket but in their life yeah the soft skills and yeah. leadership actually brilliant thank you so much awesome. thank you so much for the time thank you no problems So this was Humera Tasnim. What an inspiring person, very young captain, um, and still such a role model. If you want to know more about Humera, you can find more information on her website on humeratasnim.com or reach out directly on her Instagram. I put all the links in the show notes. All right, so give me a shout out if you are keen to hear more about sport mindset leaders in sports world to be role models rather than commanders. Suggest guest speakers, topics, and critical learnings worth sharing from the minutes on chaplessofmylife.org or on Instagram. Just leave a comment or drop me a message on social media. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at bydanielbutwick. Just don't forget, never give up, always look. I'll see you next time.